Good morning. Today's class is Lunishma Yerchlin Daniel Begadaya Siam Nema. Fuhash Rufushalim Hashem Yaminahadena Masara, all the soldiers, and God willing, also please, Hashem should send, should redeem all the hostages immediately. Also, this Rufushalim Toba Levas Birchka, success in your Shemayim Vilisheva Banaba, Gadil Vilisheva, Emre Vilisheva, Shepherd Vilisheva, Reina Makapatova Basha. Please share and rate the podcast. Uh, I'm having a live event also. This class is also sponsored by Colonial Property Management, Rufo Shalema Gitel Bas Devarasara. I'm having a live event in the Shulbo Harbor on November 29th with Moshe Gerst. He came out with a new book, and that's going to be open for the public, 7.30. Um, the, the event is going to be, uh, we've had, we have sponsors, so it's a free event. Um, that is November 29th, Shulbo Harbor, open for men and women. Okay, today's class, we're going to talk a little bit about the concept of tikkun. Uh, we know the Parsha of the week, we spoke about the concept that we spoke about Yaakov and Esav. Esav comes from the world of Tohu. Tohu in life represents chaos. It's funny, as doing this class, two o'clock in the morning, I'm sleeping, next thing you know, I hear bullish. I hear shots going somewhere, in, I don't know where in my neighborhood. Or next thing you know, the helicopters, two and a half hours you're looking for some suspect. I mean, thank God I live in a decent neighborhood. But you, tohu, tohu, tohu is chaos. Just chaos. You know, we seem to, to be like, there's a lot of chaos going on. But what is God sending us all this chaos? What's the purpose of all this chaos? It's ultimately to bring it to tikkun, to rectification. So we are in a world of tikkun. We're not, we have to elevate tohu to tikkun. Now, the, the, the light of, tik, of tikkun is very great, right? But the source of tohu is even greater because the source of tohu is unlimited. It's ain't sof. So if we don't have the, 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 if we don't have the energy of tohu, we would probably be very boring. Like if you didn't have drive and passion and, and it's just today where people are taking their passion. Imagine if you know, Hamas took their passion, you know, to, to save the world, they could, you know, they could take that chaotic passion. Imagine if Asaph took his passion and, and, and channeled it the right way. So this is important to understand that. Tohu, when we're talking about Tohu, is Tohu is a, is a person has unlimited bounds, but they have no restraint. It's, it's, it's a chaotic energy. It's, it's, the, uh, it's an energy that, but we do need a little bit of that energy. Because if you didn't have any of that energy, you would have no drive. But ultimately, it has to be balanced through an appropriate vessel and brought back to tikkun. And at the end of the day, if we look at this concept, everything in life comes back to this concept of tikkun. Even with the Parsha last week, Rebecca, the whole concept of Rebecca, she had to make a tikkun because she was a reincarnation of what? Of, of Eve, right? She, she was a reincarnation of Eve, and now she had to give him the same garments from Adam and Eve, from the, 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 the same garments that Adam had, she gave them to, to Yaakov to to rectify that. So you could see life is just one big tikkun. <laughs> and it doesn't go away. And I had a very deep contemplation on Shabbat. And it came, what it came to me is, you know, a lot, of our, a lot of us, we are the souls of, you know, we've died in the Holocaust. A lot of us died in the Holocaust. A lot of these souls are coming back. And I, I believe this is an opportunity now that we have to really, really come back and now stand up for ourselves and fix it. And life is always giving us an opportunity for a tikkun. Like you, you, this is like an opportunity to always come in back in order to be fixed. So if we're looking at this, at all this chaos in our lives, chaos is, is to be brought into tikkun. Where people get stuck in life is they get stuck trying to understand chaos, 
trying to understand abuse, trying to understand mental illnesses. You have to bring it to tikkun. You have to elevate it. You have to bring meaning into it and elevate it. And this is where you see people. You just have to move. You need strength and you have to overcome it. You have to use the cre- your creator's strength to overcome it. Where I spoke about many times, when you spend too much time in therapy, it's because you're, you're trying to understand chaos and evil. There's nothing to talk about. It has to be overcome. You know, I, I believe Elizabeth Smart, when she was 13 years old, you know, they asked her, how in the world are you a public speaker, 13, 14 years old? She goes, I, re- I already lost the first 12 years of my life. I was kidnapped, right? And all of a sudden, what am I going to do? Be a victim for the rest of my life? So all of a sudden, she says, I already lost 12 years already. Can I get my life back? Right? When, you, when you overcome evil, evil no longer has any, any, any realm on you. So this is just a little bit of a, it's extremely to understand that. You know, the best success is massive revenge. And that's the, the, the concept of life. The best success is massive revenge. So if we take all of this chaos in our lives, and, and we, we, the massive revenge is not the unity. It's the unity is the massive revenge. Because all of a sudden, we, we were divided ourselves. Now you have an opportunity to not be divided. Now to be united. So best success is always massive revenge, not to go in that. And this, this is exactly, I'm going a little fast because I have a little appointment today. Everybody, you guys got enough 40-minute classes last week. So this one will be a little shorter. But this is exactly what he's saying here. That the Zohar, and he says an example, a great example of this, that God has the purpose. It's not that God creates evil. God allows evil to exist. He allows the room to exist so that we can choose and we can get, we can get success in overcoming it. And he gives, a, the Zohar takes an amazing example. He first, the Zohar is telling here, this is a parable of a king who wanted to test his son's loyalty. First, he warns the prince not to go next to the prostitute. Not to go, not to go next to any near loose woman. And then what does he do? He sends a prostitute after her. After her. So it's like, you're, first I'm going to warn you, but then I'm going to send the prostitute over you. Which, which makes no sense. Why would you test me? What are you doing to me? This is where we, 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 unfortunately, when we get tested, we take it very personally. And we start thinking, why is God doing this to me? He's trying to punish me. No, he's testing you. The Zohar's telling you here. First, he warns him not to go, not to go near any loose woman. Then he hires a prostitute. To, this is the Zohar's telling you this. The Zohar's tell, then he hires a prostitute. Actually, the prostitute is doing the king's work. This is, however, the only secondary purpose of the king. His son's primary purpose, in sense, is to be able to choose and to overcome his free will. It is only when the prince sees through this disguise that he's totally impervious to her charms, in the same way the evil comes about as a result of the shattering of God's vessels. So again, the, the, the light of Tohu that we're talking about is this light of chaos. comes from originally because God purposely created the vessels with too much light. So this exists in the world you're going to have chaos in your life. You're going to have things that don't understand. And most things don't work out in the beginning. If you notice things in life, they really do not work out in the beginning. <laughs> Somehow, things always end up working out if you have faith and you work through it at the end. And, and, and then, you know, and, and you could see there's so many people that are scarred and so many people that are broken. Hello? Fix it. You're not here to be broken all your whole life. You're here to take the broken pieces and rebuild and this is the story of our lives. October 7th, brokenness. Rebuild, rebuild, unity, etc., etc. If God is, the, and this is where you need to understand that. In order for, listen to this, and this is where Rabbi Kaplan, this book is Inner Space by Rabbi Kaplan. And he says, the drama of the shattering of the vessels and the rectification 
could only come as a result of man overcoming and e- overcoming evil and becoming a vessel for godliness in the world. It is only when man overcomes. Listen to this line. This is your main purpose. It is only when man overcomes the concealment of the divine in his own life that he arouses a corresponding influence of light and blessing into the world, into the universe. Why? Because we're here to crown him. Obviously, anybody can crown him on a good day. Crown him on a rough day. Say thank you, God, when, to, when your life is completely chaotic. That is the ultimate goal of purpose. When man accomplishes God's will below, he causes a parallel rectification above. The vessels are there and able to receive in a much greater abundance than they would have originally had. So, the, so these problems that we all go through, these challenges that we all go through, these tests, what they're really doing is stretching out your vessel so you, now you can actually receive much more. Look at that kindness. If we only looked at it that way. But the, that's what it does. Chaos is only stretching you out. You understand? A, a trainer is putting more weights on you, not to make you, not to punish you, but to give you more levels of resistance. So you're able to now be stronger. And this is exactly because otherwise we're not getting there ourselves. We need to understand that. We are not getting there ourselves. We are not waking up and saying, How in the world can I be stronger? All we're trying to do is avoid any problems and stay as safe as possible and just keep me safe as possible. And that system would ultimately just make everybody in a Miami mindset to wake up, go to the beach, and do nothing. And they would have no purpose of just entertaining yourself all day long. So this is where the world has to create so much chaos and so much opportunities and so much... It's because we're not getting there by ourselves. Very few people are getting there by ourselves. So this is where the, the tohu energy that we go through, chaos, breakups... Uh, engagements are being broken, marriages being broken, so much, so much brokenness, so much, so much chaos. But ultimately, it's to rec- the whole purpose of tohu is to bring it to tikkun. Chava, Eve didn't get it on the first shot. Rebecca has to get it on the second shot. Things are always motion. Uh, Noah didn't get it on the first shot. What did Noah? He, he made it Noah's flood. He was selfish. He thought about himself. He could have saved the world, but he didn't. He, he didn't take a sense of urgency. Who had to fix it? Moshe has to fix it. Everything ultimately has to fix, and it has to be fixed. And you can't run away from your mission. By the way, that's another thing, problem. This Train, thinking you can run away from your mission is the biggest problem. And this is where, if we understand the concept, Rabbi Nachman says very Sephardics read the Ketorot every single day in davening. The Ketorot, all of what the Ketorot represents, is taking the the bad in your life and bringing it back to good. And very, it's an example, for example, of you see, and he gives this parable to, for example, you see 10 people dancing and one guy sitting in the seats. And he's, you know, you know, we see a wedding where, you know, one guy's sitting down, everybody's dancing, and the guy doesn't want to get up. What, what do they do? They grab the guy and they bring him to the dance and bring him into the, into the thing. They bring the problem into the joy, right? This is exactly what, what the sphere of, of the, the Ketorit, what is the Ketorit also? The Ketorit represents this concept where there is one spice that doesn't smell good. But if it wasn't for that spice, spice not, not smelling good, bad, I'm sorry, one spice does not smell good, that spice has to be part of the 10 good ones. That means 11 in Hebrew is really excess. It's a klipa, it's excess, where 10 is good. 11 is now bringing the bad into the good. So we're not, what he's saying here, the Ariti identifies that the 11 spherot of Toho are identified with 11 spices. So what are, we, what are we taking? We're taking, when we're taking a problem in our life and bringing it to the good, you know what we're doing? We're taking chaotic energy 
and bringing it into the tikkun. For example, a therapist that got sexually abused becomes now a therapist and helps people that got sexually abused. How many causes where you see a child, a person losing uh, cancer, next thing you know, they funded an organization for cancer. I mean, you see the same concept all the time, where the problem becomes now the, 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 the light. And you see this all the time. You see all the time people start organizations is because they were usually went into the same organization that they, were, they struggled in. And he says here, the incense, the, the, the ketorit, means there's 11 spices. And you know who taught, listen to this, you know who taught Moshe Rabbeinu the, the, the secret of the ketorit? The angel of death. And you know what they used to use the ketorit, by the way? They used to, the the Sephardics used to use the ketorit to stop plagues. They would read the ketorit and they would help stop plagues. Because the whole point of this concept, which is a very deep concept, is to take the lemons in your life and bring it in and make it lemonade out of it. That is the point. Can you avoid lemons in your life? No. Can you, can you, can you avoid chaos in your life? Absolutely not, because that's not what you're here for. Because otherwise, what would you, you could only do this when you are part of the building process, of the tikkun process. So when we, when we have whatever happened October, whatever happened October 7th, evil, chaos, tohu, there's nothing to talk about. But don't get stuck on the fences and the security and the BB, they, you know, they, they asked BB, you know, they gave him, how could you let this happen, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, it's, not, it's not about that. It's about unity, tikkun, tikkun. The whole point of the whole, this whole thing is bringing this concept of tikkun. And this is what we need to focus in our own lives. We need to see where is the tohu in your life and are you making a tikkun out of it? How many times do you hear, God forbid, a sexually abused child was now all of a sudden is is is, is now all of a sudden doing the same thing, uh, the uh, the the because the way it works in life is hurt people hurt others. You got hurt by somebody. That is tohu. You cannot now. You need to make a tikkun by becoming stronger instead of taking that hurt situation and now hurting another person. I mean, you hear this all the time. This one was abused, and then they abuse this one, and then they abuse this one, and then they abuse this one. You hear this all the time. I mean. Uh, the, the, this person had a horrible childhood, so they treated their... It, it just seems to be that the concept of when we, when we are punished, we punish ourselves. Like it, it, I don't know why this happens, but we, we seem to have this concept that when you're going through tough times in life, that's not the time to punish yourself. You understand? Hurt people hurt others. We know that already. And just because somebody hurt you doesn't mean you have to now hurt yourself. Because then you're just adding to the tohu. What are you doing? You're adding to tohu. You're adding to the to- energy of tohu, which is chaos. That's all you're doing. What we need to do is make a tikkun out of it. What we need to do is make a tikkun. How many times people, they go through a divorce, they get cheated on. What do they do now? They go party and cheat on and go, go out with every animal that's out there. <laughs> that's not the answer here. When a building, when your building is destroyed, Rabbi says you need to start picking up the pieces and build a stronger building. You don't, the key is not to go destroy somebody else's building. And this is what happens. This is what's happening. All you're doing is adding tohu energy. So what we need to do is we need to add tikkun. The whole point is bringing everything back into tikkun. And when you bring everything back into tikkun, you actually elevate bad to good. <laughs> and that's the whole point. You take the bad, and now it becomes good. Because if it wasn't for the bad, 
you would never be able to get stronger and stronger. So how do you know you've handled the situation well or not? Is if you're stronger after the situation. Did the trauma, did the evil, did the tohu break you or did the tohu bring you closer to, to, to God? And many of us today, I would say 90%, do not handle chaos well. They're not handling chaos well. Chaos comes, first step is numbing it. You don't want to even deal with it. Second step is already suppressing it. Third step is now numbing it. We, we need to elevate it good. And, and this is not a, a brain. Remember, your brain is not going to help you with this. It's not a brain thing. This is where you really, really have to work on the heart. You really have to work on the heart and courage and, and surrender and getting yourself to recognize something bad happened to me, I'm going to rectify it. I'm going to rectify it. You know, when I went through a divorce, I didn't party afterwards. I didn't celebrate. I didn't, well, what's there to celebrate? You didn't win. <laughs> what's there to celebrate? Get, get remarried. Have three, thank God I had three more kids. That's it. Rebuilding. That's what you need to do in life. Too many people today, they get single, they get divorced. They get lost in life. They lose their social security number. Where are they? It's not the time to go party. It's the time to rebuild. You had a major loss in your life. Rebuild. But most of the party, oh, let's go party. Let's go celebrate. What are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? Did you ever see Michael Jordan celebrate losses? Did you ever see the people in the Holocaust? What did they do? Kotsaruga Rebbe. What did he do? Started building in America. That's how you make a tikkun. The whole point is great people build after chaos. They focus on the tikkun. They don't think they're not focusing on the tohu. You focus on the tohu, you stay in the tohu, you get lost, you lose your faith, you lose everything. If you focus on the tikkun, not only do you come back, but you come back stronger. And this is where you could see the Japanese, when they take, a, they take a vase, when it shatters, they build it back with gold. They build it back stronger. The whole point is, we are supposed to be resilient. That's how they do it. They take it back stronger. We need to do the same thing. So think about something practically in your life, where you've had this tohu energy, and it is, because that's, it, it, remember, God created Tohu energy. And think about, are you making a tikkun out of it, or are you still in Tohu? If you're still in Tohu, it's a good chance you're too self-centered in the problem. If you're in tikkun, that means you're, you're seeking meaning and purpose, etc. So that's the only difference. I hate to make it so black and white, but a lot of therapy is this. You hear the Tohu, how are we making this a tikkun? That's the first question. How can I make a tikkun out of tohu? How can I make lemonade out of a lemon? Will life give you lemons? Yes, they will give you plenty of lemons. Will you have tohu energy? That's why we're so shocked that we have tohu. That's crazy what's happening. Yeah, it's called L-I-F-E, life. And this is, if you understand the concept, if you understand, but the, the good thing to understand about it, if you really, really understand, I just told you before, that the light of tohu the source of tohu is greater than the source of tikkun. That means the chaos has the potential energy to even go even higher. And if you look at people who made money in the markets, who made money, and they made money in the most chaotic times, in depressions and in bankruptcies, they took the biggest tohu, which is the biggest raw, raw tohu also is raw. It's a raw energy. It's in your face, it's raw. You have to you have to take this raw energy and elevate. And now, if you're if you're if you if you have if 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 you cannot handle the pressure, if you cannot handle the heat, you got to get the hell out of the kitchen. It's the bottom line. But you're going to get heat in life, and I think life is not preparing us enough 
for all of these things. And all of a sudden, you hear, you hear all this chaos, and next thing you know, we don't know what to do with it. Tikkun! Tikkun! Holocaust, tikkun. Tikkun. Everything has to become a tikkun at the end of the day. Just think about that practically in your life. Are you making a tikkun out of it? You know, my tohu in my life, uh, 10 years ago, brought me to his bodhidut. That's a tikkun. You know, in my, everything in my life, my losing $4 million when I was 23 years old, brought me to recognize I will never invest a dollar if it's not, if I do not know the business. And I will never invest with a partner if I do not know everything about the business. Thank you for learning my lesson. Complete tohu brought me to Tikkun, 23 years old. Thank you for that lesson. Thank you for that lesson. So these lessons in life, you have to, it, it's, how you handle tohu is how you get Tikkun today. And if you look at any book in life, whether you look at any book on resilience, any book on success, any, anything, the whole book, the whole, the whole is, is a story of how a person took tohu and how they brought it into Tikkun. You know, this this guy, it's a surrender experience. What's that book of, uh, I forgot the, his book. The surrender experience. I forgot the guy's name. But a very, very famous author. But the whole point is he had so much craziness in his life. And he, and he wrote, wrote a book on just how to surrender it. And he called it the surrender experience. I forgot the guy's name. But that, that's the bottom line of your life. If you, it's extremely important to understand that. I must take Tohu and bring it into Tikkun. Michael Singer. Michael Singer. Michael Singer. He wrote, a, he wrote many, many books. But his last book on, uh, called The Surrender Experience talks about how he, you know, he had a, somebody accused his business and he, and, you know, of being fraud, etc. And, and, he, and he was like, the whole, he surrendered the whole experience so much that he wrote a book out of it. <laughs> if you didn't have the chaos, how do you bring the surrender experience? So that's what we need to understand. It really is a surrender experience. It is, is, is basically surrendering to the situation, but knowing that there's a light. There's a light to be, there's, there's got to be a tikkun in this situation. Because God, remember, after the flood, where God shows, showed us the rainbow, and says, I will never destroy the world again. It's never going to happen again. So that gives you an incredible hope that any time, that's why rainbow is really a tremendous hope. If you look at the rainbow, it's God's telling us, I will never destroy the world again. That means after every single situation in our life, there's actually, that could be the starting point of the tikkun. As long as you don't live in the tahu. So Hashem help us all that we should take is this, this Asaf concept, this raw Asaf, which was tohu, was tohu, and literally bring it back to Tikkun. And if you understand this concept, you, you'll, take, you'll get excited about life a little bit. You'll see chaos in your life, and you'll start getting excited about the chaos. Or just hang out with a bunch of Moroccans, they'll give you enough tohu energy. And you'll bring it into Tikkun. And ultimately, there's, there's Tikkun out of it. But if you just stay in Toho, if you just stay in Toho, in the chaos, then, then you just become a victim to life. And you'll end up repeating what the other person did to you. God forbid. I hate to be so raw, but this was a Toho energy class. After three hours of helicopters going my <laughs> Sunday morning, next thing you know, is in the middle of an S- S- uh, CSI uh, Miami uh, episode. <laughs> toho! What's the Tikkun? We'll see what the Tikkun out of it is. Hashem help us all. Have a great day.